Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast, with your hosts, Andrew and my good friend, Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? I'm good. You brought me some beer. I did. We're drinking beer tonight. Real beer. Guys, we're drinking actually, I can't, I hate, I hate when they're like, like squished down a little bit when too you can't, far. When you can't get to it, you like need fingernails to get at it. And it's not that I don't have fingernails, I don't have like fingerless or fingernailless fingers, but you need like long, like coke nails to get at the at the tab. That'd be so gross. Just mm. it's my beer opening nail. <laughs> How's it going? How are you doing? It's going. It's good. You know, I'm I am a little bit worn out, a little tired. We're in the mid weekend, and we've had a bunch of uh, landscapers coming out to do some design of our yard and make recommendations on what to do because our yard is the texture of a golf ball and it's terribly utilized. And we have a shitty fence that is held up by. Now I'm I'm going to say this: all fences are held up by four by fours. Our fence is held up by four by fours at an angle, buried into the ground. <laughs> In addition to the upright four by fours that are set into concrete, because all my neighbors, um, they had these landscaping ideas, mm-hmm. yeah, that didn't take into account fence longevity, yeah. So they built up their their pits of fucking mulch and stuff and their beds and whatnot right up against the fence posts. <laughs> what could go wrong? So newsflash. When you have a fence, don't put shit against it mm-hmm. because otherwise all that moisture is going to suck up into your fence post and then they're going to break off right at the concrete because that's where they're going to rot. Yeah. Protect your fences, people. Don't yeah. put your garden beds six inches above your fence. It would be like buying a new car and then setting up a lawn chair on the hood. It, or parking it in 70 inches of water. Right. Take your pick. <laughs> Like or spraying it down with salt water no, on the daily. I, I saw your neighbor putting in a new fence when I, mean, I was like, "Man, Andrew's going, Andrew's going uh, fishing," because your boat was in the middle of the lawn. Yeah. Uh, but then I realized you weren't going fishing. Mm-mm. Your neighbor was just building a new fence. We got some new neighbors, and they are super motivated to improve the interior of their house. Needed less work than ours did, so they ours did. So they go right to work on the outside. And he's like, hey, my stepdad does fences. Will you go fi- go 50-50 me on, on a fence? And I was like, you yep. bet your sweet ass I will. Yep. Here's my my very simple request. So could you do it on a Monday and Tuesday? Mm. Or I won't help. And he's like, oh, we're not going to do it on a Monday or Tuesday, but it's also okay if you don't help. I was like, well, problem solved. Nice. So yeah, they put up a new fence. It looks really nice. It does. It looks really good. And now I just have the remaining 80% of my fence line to deal with with some real shitty neighbors. Are the new neighbors in the place where the nosy neighbor was? No. Oh, she's still no, there. She's still there. Want, want. Uh, I I'm a little itchy because I got yeah. eaten alive by bugs. Yeah, you look itchy. You sent me a picture of your ankle. Mm-hmm. I thought it was poison oak. That's the that speaks to the density right. of mosquito bites. <laughs> it's it's less dense now. They're sort of each one of them has receded a little bit, so they're individual dots. But it's still. Uh, Still pretty itchy. I like woke up. You know me. I'm. I will sleep until seven fifteen, seven thirty, every day. Even if you had to be at the house at seven thirty six. Right. I know this about you. Yeah. <laughs> I woke up this morning at five fifteen, and I was awake, and my ankles were just on fire. And I was like, "Well, I guess I'm going to make coffee." My wife was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I don't know what to tell you, babe. I'm awake, man. Just on fire." That. Went backpacking this weekend, which was fun. Took the kids. That sounds less fun. You know, they did so good, man. I was really impressed. Seven and eight, you know, you can't give them a ton of weight, right? That's that's the thing. You can barely give them their own water. Uh, they did take their own water. They took their own sleeping bags. Really? They took all their own clothes. That's cool. That's actually a good pack. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I mean, not a lot of weight, but yeah, it was... Oh, and their own chair. And they were kind of heavy chairs. So yeah, they did well. I was impressed. No complaining. I mean, really, I mean, seven and eight, right? They're going to complain a little bit, but they did really well. It was fun, man. I mean, minus the bugs. The bugs so like 12, 15 miles first day? Yeah, no. <laughs> it was it was not not very many miles, right? Kim and I are doing a, a like a 25 or 30. I can't remember. Depends on which way we go. We're doing a long, longer uh, three-day 
in August, but we have so little experience that we felt like we really needed to do a dry run. So it was just sort of an overnight. Yeah, we're get out there. That's right. Use the water filter. Set up your tent in the questionable light. Yes. Find a spot to set up your tent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dry run's important. Use the stove. Yeah. Uh, Use you know use the stuff. So it was really good. It was fun. Uh, I'm. Made me uh, excited for our longer. It made me both more uh, confident and more nervous about our longer. I I think everything's going to be easier. All the technical stuff and the get it right stuff is going to be better than I might have guessed. The athletic nature of the thing. I've got more of an appreciation that this is going to be an athletic event than I had before. What are you wearing for footwear? You know, I'm either going to wear my Brooks Cascadias, which are, I think we talked about them on the show a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. I'm either going to wear those or I'm going to wear my Danner Tachyons, which are uh, a tactical army boot, a l- ultra lightweight tactical army boot. I I just, as a, as a person who's put a lot of miles on in mountains, I'd mm-hmm. go boot. I did uh, that 40 mile loop with Tommy several years ago mm-hmm. and I wore trail running shoes. And in fairness, we did way too many miles. We did we did that forty mile loop in in a, two days of hiking, but it was really like a half day, a full day, a half day. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of miles. And at the turnaround point, I was looking at like tenderized chuck steak for feet. Oh, uh, and it was just there. There was just something about like, and maybe it wasn't the right socks. There were a lot of errors there, but the the friction caused by the running shoe is what I can attribute to because I've done more miles in boots and had less issues. Well, you know, I'm not worried about blisters, right? I, cause I run 20 mm-hmm. to 25 miles almost every weekend. Uh, so I think I'll be okay in that regard. Um, it's the incline. There was a stability with the weight, the extra weight. Yeah. There was a stability thing, right? And, mm-hmm. and the weight might affect me too. So we'll see. I, I haven't decided yet. Either way, I do think I'm going to get a pair of, uh, um, firmer insoles mm. uh to provide mm-hmm. just a little bit more stability um but it's going to be one of those two honestly the the stability of the tachyons is about the same as the cascadia and i can lock those cascadias yeah. down so mm-hmm. i don't know haven't decided yet i'm sort of up in the air still i like the tachyons a lot i wear them for work i love those boots yeah they're good they're super mm-hmm. light right yeah, super light breathable my feet aren't sweaty when i take them off good heel cap and toe cap too yeah yeah, they shine nicely. Yeah. Yeah, yours do. Mine do yeah, not. Mine shine nicely. Right. They hold a shine pretty well too, <laughs> as long as I'm not getting into shit. Yeah. So but no. so kids did well. Kids did well. What then. was your distance? We 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 kind of tangented there. So you did like a mile or so? Yeah. So I think all things said and done, total we did about four miles, which mm-hmm. is not not very far for us. For the kids, it's pretty far. Yeah. Um, but really it was just about, you know, getting our packs on our backs and you know, troubleshooting fit and troubleshooting the, um, the hangers. What do you call the, the load lifters, load lifters, uh, you know, making sure everything fits the way it kind of supposed to. And, um, so not terribly far, but even that distance sort of it's sunk home, like, Oh, this is going to be kind of hard, you know, which is fine. Being hard is good, but yeah. I'm glad you had fun. Yeah. And, you know, I can't remember the name of the, the food we had. Um, it's one of the REI brands. Is it Mountain House? Mountain House? It had like a cartoon on the front. Not a cartoon, but like a sort of pastel gem tone scene. Anyway, whatever. It was Mountain House. Like if you bought dehydrated food anywhere, you bought Mountain House. Okay. I had the Pad Thai and it Oof. was phenomenal. You know, they make that in Albany. I've heard that. Yeah. 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 Let me see. I'm going to look up Mountain House Pad Thai. It was Mountain House, bro. Hold on. It wasn't Mountain House. It was Backpacker's Pantry. What? Backpacker's Pantry. And it was... never even heard of that. Fantastic. I think we're going to do oatmeal for breakfast. Oatmeal's good. It's got good uh, good weight to calorie ratio. That's right. I like to do uh, like instant oatmeal, and I buy the, the Jif or Skippy individual servings of peanut butter, mm-hmm. and I just scoop it in right into my oatmeal and then I just eat it. I don't I don't water it cuz I hate filtering water. Even as easy as the as the Sawyer mini is, I fucking hate filtering water. You know, I 
used your filter. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. It's a great pain in the dick. I am going to get the bigger, the yeah. regular Sawyer squeeze because I think it goes faster. It definitely hey, goes faster. But for just a single person or for even two people, it's totally usable. So quick website update. Oh, yeah. We got some stuff. We do got some stuff. So if you've been on the Instagram at all this week, you'll have noticed that uh, one of our favorite brands, Laurier, Laurier, has taken over the website. Yes, it has. And it's earned it. It's not really a takeover. It's been like, a, hey, please come. Please take over our website for the week. And so to be clear, there's no uh, there's no sponsorship or, or relationship. And in fact, those guys, uh, Lauren Lorenzo, didn't even know we were doing this. But Well, there's we, a relationship. We like them. They like us. But we also really, really like their watches. And we're not being compensated to like their watches. Th- that's right. There's no compensation. You, you know, it just so, so happened that Will had the Neptune in for review. Our senior writer, Mike, Mike Razak, Mike Scott Watches, who also writes for um, the Time Bomb, and and he he contributes to other websites as well. Uh, Mike Razak had a Gemini, 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 and we had the Falcon and and the Neptune. And the Neptune. We so got spoiled. We prepared. We, we prepared a review on the on the Falcon. Uh, Will did a review on the on the Neptune Series Three, so Falcon Series Two, Neptune Series Three, and Mike did the Gemini. It's actually the Gemini. They like Gemini, but I like Gemini because that's what Neil likes, right? <laughs> Even though it's Gemini, like I think we should be clear about that. It's Gemini. Yeah. Saying Gemini is very 1960s, right? Gemini wasn't even a real thing. They just sort of made it up. NASA just sort of made it up. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, Monday, Monday of this week, if you're listening to this on its release week, Monday, uh, Will's Neptune Series Three review went up. Yeah. Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, the Gemini. Uh, review will have gone up and friday our review of the falcon i i prepared it andrew provided moral support our review of very the, little <laughs> of the falcon series 2 will be up mm. uh so please do check out the website because uh, yeah a lot of cool stuff and for those of you wondering the the neptune does very well under a suit oh my gosh it made it to a to, it made it in, into a you know a trial proceedings. Yeah, you know it, that watch is so thin, right? It's money. Their update from the series two to the series three. I felt I, it did not feel weird at all to be wearing a dive bezel under it. In fairness, because some of our other people around me were wearing G shocks and the like, but it it went there uh, under a uh, over a sarb in in the way of of a going to court watch. So sure killer watch it goes under a suit and it goes quite nicely game changer the new miyota the new miyota movements total game changer mm-hmm. so yeah check out the website web america hey can i can i read you something do it so this is a comment from uh this is a comment from our so you got a thousand dollars episode it was less, oh yeah it was less left this last week on soundcloud mm, okay it says i think it's from like seven minutes in so a little bit earlier than where we are now Oh my God. So no no punctuation, no capitalization. Oh my God. Talk about fucking watches, you cuckolds. Cuckolds. <laughs> and I just thought, you know. That was a good insult. Yeah, that was good. I like that. <laughs> I went back and looked. I, I can't remember what we were talking about. And I was like, eh. Yeah, that's what we do. Whatever. Yeah. If you don't like it, fast forward 7 to 15 minutes. Yeah. Because we're about to get into watches. Or just choke on a bowl of balls. On a bowl of cuckold balls. Right. Interesting. But we are talking about watches today. We got there. <laughs> Cuckold. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start calling people that. I was like, what does that even fucking mean? Right. Anyway. It's like it was like a like with w- the fact that there was no punctuation in an insult that used the word cuckold. It's just a <laughs> it's just an enigma. Right. Well, I don't know. I mean, that's like snowflake, right? It's like cucks. No, I don't think so. I think to use the full version of cuckold. Shows some manner of intelligence. Like that's not a word that most people understand what it means. Yeah. So to to recognize that you should use it as an insult, but to also be the type to type to type in all caps with no punctuation. Right. <laughs> it's all lowercase. To be fair to him. Oh. Yeah, it's all lowercase. Well, then he's just a fucking idiot. Yeah. Don't listen again. Thanks for your time. Field watches. Let's do it. Under five hundred dollars. More importantly, the objectively best field watch objectively folks objectively. no no opinion up in this motherfucker nope, it's using our scientifically proven rubric science and it's developed by 
multiple experts in, <laughs> multiple, in the field. Multiple experts. <laughs> and has time tested and true. As you all know. As tested. you all know. And, and you know, I've heard the guys that make this even refine it from time to time. Yeah. Based make, on sort of feedback yep. and and testing and exactly. results based science. Uh, science. Results based science. <laughs> yeah. Science. <laughs> I should open another beer just for effect there. But. And by refine, I mean sometimes they forget the rules, and so they make new ones up when they do it the next time. Or sometimes time. we like a watch a lot, and it doesn't do well, <laughs> so like, we just yeah, adjust we the rules to make that watch do better. Uh, so yes, we're going to talk about the objectively best field watch under $500. There's a couple caveats. Caveats. Ca- that, that I think we'll get to. Caveat. Caveats. Caveat. Caviche? Cave- There's a couple ceviches that we'll get to. Tits out. Uh... First one being one of our top picks isn't under five hundred dollars. Mm. It is exactly five hundred dollars. That's under five hundred dollars. No, I mean not. It's four ninety nine ninety nine is under five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars is five hundred dollars. That's an important distinction. To Can make. we just change the name of the show to five hundred or under on the fly like that? Five hundred and one. Five hundred or under. No, under five hundred and one dollars. <laughs> okay. Next, the, and this the is the best a field watch point. is under five hundred and one dollars. Yes. Next, this is a conversation point that I think Everett and I need to have because there's a little bit of disagreement here. We agree on, on everything. We do. We do. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Okay, carry on. Uh, I think there's a distinction that we need to make between a couple of the field watches that we picked as our as our highest scoring. And the reason they scored highest was because a couple of factors, well, really one primarily, that generally other field watches don't have, and that's water resistance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think when we look at really traditionally designed field watches, that's what we call. Them. We're looking at fifty meters, thirty meters of water resistance. But when we look at this new category, this emergent category, this redesigning, this kind of innovation to, of field watches, we're looking at screw down crowns. We're looking at hundred plus meters of water resistance. And I think that's an important. Maybe it's not even a distinction to make. But it's just an important difference in that these watches, by that nature, and by the nature of our scoring rubric, are going to do better. There's some watches that I think were were perhaps better fits, but didn't score as well because of water resistance. Yeah, you, you know, I think it's a fair criticism of modern field watches, though. Yeah, like you shouldn't have so much water resistance. No. It, <laughs> a, a, a watch like the Hamilton Khaki Field Mechanical, or the Hamilton Khaki King. for Or the Bull of a Hack. Yeah, right. What why 50? Come on, guys. Or 30. Like what give me some water resistance. Just staple a screw down crown to the side and let's call it a day. Yeah. It makes no sense. I you know, I I guess I get the pursuit of I get the pursuit of thinness and even the pursuit of vintage, right? But just give me some water resistance. You know, I I see people sometimes complain, well, gosh, I wish the Speedmaster had a hundred meters of water resistance. And then I see people say the Speedmaster is for going to space and racing cars. How how often do you run into water doing those things? Like, well, when you crash your car into a lake, when you follow your GPS, you get pretty wet. Man, I don't go to space or race cars, but you know what I do is sometimes I get in the hot tub. Yeah, I want I want hundred meters of water resistance. So if I have, so if I bump my crown in my pocket or whatever, right? I, I don't know. It, or so when I'm too, drunk in the hot tub, it's so easy. Do it. Just do it. Yeah, there's no there's no excuse for 30 meters of water resistance in field watches specifically because there are similar thickness watches with 100 meters of water resistance. Yes. You can do it. Can Other do it. watches that you make have the technology in the same case, shape, and size just fucking translated over. And, and you know what? If the deal is a screw-down crown is going to raise my overall cost 10%, and it's going to, you know, thus raise my MSRP 10%, and I'm not worth it. It's not worth it to me in this context. Fine. But a Speedmaster? Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is a, that is not going to make a difference People to the price of the watch. They're going to pay 10% more every year on average anyway. Right. So, uh, yeah. I, I mean, it is what it is. You're right. There's a distinction here. So, so certain watches score worse because they don't focus on that. With that said, we... Almost every watch that I found for today is, yeah, yeah. is five of the seven had 100 meters of water resistance or better. I scored a lot more than seven. One, two, three. <laughs> 13 watches. You had the day off. I did. <laughs> I, did. I, I, I did. billed eight hours today. What day is it? It's Monday. 
No, it's not. It's Sunday. Son of a bitch. It's a Monday. How about that? <laughs> so, okay. Well, congratulations on you for billing eight hours today. I, I scored 11 watches. What can you say? <laughs> Sorry, I'm more committed. So, 11 watches. The fine one. Um, so, general, I mean, the general rubric here, right? The general requirements on field watches is nice because it's relaxed. However, there's some important, important characteristics that we're looking at. But it's like obscenity, right? I know it when I see it. We didn't set any rules. It's just got to be a field watch. You've got to be able to look at it and say that's a field watch. So under today's standard, which is not the same as we had the last time we did field watches. The last time we did field watches, the Vostok, Vostok, mm-hmm. Vostok, Vostok, the Vostok Komodorsky made the cut. I think it's still a field watch. I think it still meets it. It's not. It's It meets it in the way that some of these others meet it. You think? I think it still does. I I think the bezel is really the is is really the the point of contention there. But I don't see an issue with a field watch having a bezel. I think by today's standard, it's a no go. But uh, I think it marginally fits. Agree to disagree. But I, I think it marginally fits. I don't think it fits, and I don't. Yeah. I don't in the category the way that we're doing this today. I don't think it fits this category. So we're looking at straight field watch. So are we going to start? Are we going to start from the bottom? We've got really two watches that were tied for the, for the lowest. We we also didn't we also didn't separate our picks. We're sharing picks. We we are and that we've, was we've, overlap. We've come together. Yeah, we agreed to agree. Yeah. Unlike sometimes where we agree to disagree. And there's fights and blood and like yeah. sometimes I leave angry, but mm-hmm. I always come back for a kiss. Yeah. So, let's start from the bottom. Okay? The power bottom as it were. The the power mm-hmm. bottom, the boulder. Mhm. Venture yeah. And so the Boulder makes a couple of different variants of these. They've mm-hmm. got the new Field Medic, which I think is incredible, but that's not the watch we're talking about today. Their whole lineup is really cool. This is the this is the most sort of interesting of all of our actual selections. We we had a couple honorable mentions that are also interesting, but of the watches we actually picked, this is the least traditional, mm-hmm. most sort of off the beaten path interesting watch. It's the only titanium watch, and it is titanium. Yep. It is, it's an automatic movement. It's an NH, isn't it? It's an NH35, yes. Uh, I think 9015. We should probably pull it up. I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. <laughs> jungle green, that's the picture I'm going to pull up, because I, I like the jungle green. I, I also, I want a black dial in a field watch. Black, th- or, black or white, they got to be, it's an NH35, yeah. I think that's the way to go, right? It's got to be one of the two. So titanium, 38 millimeter case. Yeah. So it's got the size because a field watch has got to be 38, maybe 39, perhaps 37 or 36, but it's got to, it's, it's got to be small. It's got to be thin. Somewhat traditional sort of A11 styling, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Boulder's got to have some numerals. Yep. Boulder's logo is really good. It is really good. Boulder's logo is really good. I think that if there's anything I, I don't like about this watch, is that the cutout? I know you said the fixed lugs, but I don't think that's what you mean. Um, for me, it's that cutout, that sort of cut away section. Instead of having actual lugs, it's like a it's almost integrated, like a piece of of C angle iron or whatever that's just been profiled. I don't hate it. It's interesting, um, and you know the old version of this had really long terrible lugs and a mechanical move or a, a quartz movement when they came out with this one i think they fixed all that stuff you get 200 meters of water resistance screw down crown super luminova sapphire it's just great man how did this score on your list and i didn't end up scoring it because i already scored 11 other watches but when i'm looking at it my my immediate like i'm feeling this is a probably 55 to 57 mm-hmm I think I had this one at a 58. Um, and I initially took points away from it for the strap. And then I gave it one point back. So I think I had it down at six because it comes just with a NATO. And I think, eh. But I, the the NATO has titanium hardware. I'm into it. Uh, I think it's cool, man. I think that they did a really good job with this the, update. All the upgrades they did were, they they clearly listened to the critiques. Yeah. They, they put out a product and people said, this is how you can do better. And then they did it, like unusually so. They did it, and then they they sort of exceeded what people asked of, right? Asked of it. 
Uh, this is these are killer. I love the titanium. I the the one that we had was their was their series one or Gen one or V one or whatever they call it, uh, and it was absurdly light. Mm-hmm. It almost felt like a, like wearing an F ninety one. Super comfortable, fits really well, great on a NATO. This is kind of like the the icon of field watches. Mm-hmm. It's got your numerals of it's, modern field watches, yeah, it's, right? It's f- like virtually invincible, and any damage you do to it, you're gonna have earned it. That's gonna be like the kind of scar you're like, hey, check this out. Right? You see that? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. You know, I can't remember. Don't they do something special with the uh, the movement protection too? They yeah. shockproof it. No, they do something. I tell you, the next watch we're going to talk about has a shock resistant movement. It does for under five hundred dollars. Yep, and it's assembled in the USA. Yeah, and it's an automatic movement. It is, and it's got quartz siblings. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to go there, and if you don't want to drop this kind of cash, you're going to be able to drop a third as much. So this is a relatively new watch to us, and yet the second week in a row we're talking about the Vare watch company. Did we talk about it last week, or was mm-hmm. it two weeks ago? The last time we talked about it, we talked about the, oh no, it was the three for 600. Oh yeah, so it has right, been two, two weeks. weeks ago. We've been together um, alone a lot. I like this. I <laughs> uh, so the last time we did talk about their least expensive entry, mm-hmm. today we're going to go up a little bit. We're going to go up to about $450. Yeah, I've got um, 449 which, less than 450, yeah. <laughs> which is also less than 501. Uh, 40 millimeter case. So this yep. is essentially the same watch, mm-hmm. but it's got an automatic movement. Yep. It's made in the United States, assembled in the United yeah. States. Because they're Swiss parts. I don't want yeah. the FTC coming after me. Uh, assembled in the United States and super cool. 9015 movement. Yeah. 40 millimeters, 9.7 millimeters, 9.7 millimeters thick. Thin. Nine points. Thin. I think I think under ten, we call it millimeters thin. Dome sapphire. Yeah. Ooh. Screw down crown. Parashock anti shock. Whatever the fuck that means. Ocean ready ten atmospheres. Look at that. Ocean ready. It says. Does that mean you could? I wonder what that means exactly. I mean, beyond it's, ten atmospheres, it's ready to go in the ocean. If you drew a three way Venn diagram that compared style, durability, and price, Vera's watches would be dead center. Huckberry. Well. That's a Huckberry quote. Okay. So Huckberry's quote aside, what we're getting here is a really traditionally styled field watch. Yep. Touch big. Just a touch big. It's losing some points there. This could have been the winner, actually. Looking at it. Well, 40 millimeters is 10 is ten points now. Oh. 40 millimeters is 10 points. I thought we went 37 to 39. It's 10. Maybe. We'll have to circle back. <laughs> I mean, this is really regardless. Scientific. This this watch stays in the in the third place position for me, yeah. even if it if it gains those two points back. Um, but we're getting a really traditionally sized or traditionally styled field watch. Mm-hmm. It's super classic. It's not super polished, nor is it like all brushed titanium. This is a super versatile watch. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I liked about our top three picks is that they're all watches that you can wear in most environments. More than you can with a, a typical field watch. It's only going to give you forty millimeter or forty to thirty to fifty meters of water resistance. Because now we're into our picks that are hundred meters or better, and you can wear this bitch anywhere. They are ocean ready, as Veyer says. Um, they're also refined, but they're also t-shirt and jeans material. Just that little bit of polish on Just the underside. T- yep. And you know the case on this is is more interesting than you might think. It's got a little bit of belly. A little bit of top-down belly that I think probably lends it some slimness. Not quite a dog bowl, but just a little bit of belly as it approaches your wrist. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little punch. And I think that that probably lends itself to a slimmer, a slimmer overall feel. I know you're worried about that 40 millimeters, but I think that probably makes it feel just a touch thinner than 40. And the green they use makes me feel like this is the poor man's nomos. Yeah, I, I think it might be kind of a poor man's nomos. I mean, it has the same feel. You know, I think more what it is, if you like a Boulder Venture and you want something that's going to act like a Boulder Venture, but without being quite that weird or quite that modern, mm. this is a great option for you. A just little a bit little more, more refined. It's just a, just a step up in refinement. Yep. This couldn't pass as a dress watch. It's got just a little bit too much flash to it. But this, I think, you could wear under a suit. To work, yeah, and it's not. You an could issue. wear this with anything, but yeah. it's not a dress watch. Yeah, 
No, that's right. I, I really not like quite a Gata watch either, yeah. right? No, it's it's not it's not quite there, but it's close. Yep. And the 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 bezel to dial ratio is right. Some mm-hmm. field watches mess that up. They either go too thin on the bezel or they go way too thick. And the difference is is really half a millimeter. And they they hit their proportions just right. The design on this is absolutely killer. Just the little bit of polish is in the right places. Dig this. And it's American assembled. There's at least one American person working on this. <laughs> Probably more, but at least one. At least a person who lives in America. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. Or commutes to America. At least that. It is at least a person who commutes to America for work. He's at the a, very least. He's on a work visa. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're importing Chinese workers to America <laughs> on work visas to assemble things here to call them American Assembled. This is cool. I think this is. I think we've done really well. I, we're going to get to our honorable mentions because we have mm-hmm. some fun watches that I want to just throw up. But I think for our third place watch, this, this is good. Yeah, it is good, and I, and I'm I'm really happy to see Veyer on the scene. And I think this could be this is in the running for my favorite new watch brand of 2020. I mean, they're not new as of 2020 though. When did they launch? What 2018? I don't know. A while ago. They're launching big things here. Yeah. This is their first. Founded in 2016. I just think we haven't heard of them because we don't know anything about watches. Probably, but they're my favorite watch brand that I've found in 2020, right. <laughs> which is akin to being new because you guys didn't know about Bayer either. Right. Until we did. Unless you did. For those of you that did, Matt Wright. Why didn't you tell us about him sooner? Right. <laughs> he you, tried. He let Bayer down. He messaged us two weeks ago and was like, I've been trying to get you guys to talk about this watch forever. They opened sales in Dummy. 2017. They relied on the early support of family and friends to get the company off the ground. Well, they didn't rely on us. No, that's just like the that's just like the podcast. Yeah, we relied on fans. Like, hey Kim, can you listen again? Just just pick up another phone. Every phone <laughs> that you see unlocked, you download this episode and you listen to it. Number two, yeah. Number two, a watch that needs no introduction, but we'll get one anyway because you can't see it. Yeah, I mean, and nor can we. Nor <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, to be fair, but a watch from our good friends. Wes and Colin of Notice Watch Company. Yeah. The Sector Field Watch. Yes. You know how we know it's a field watch? Because it's in the name. Because it's in the name. That's right. Notice Sector Field. Notice Sector Field. What a cool watch, you guys. Dude, it's money. So I love the dive watch. It's killer. And I own the Notice Sector Field dive or Notice Sector. The field dive. Skin diver. Um, But, but I probably... Just a little bit, just by a little bit. I probably slightly prefer the field watch. There's some sentimental attachment to the diver, though. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I think that the. I think that the. I dial, think the field is better executed. I think you might I, be right. I like the dive watch a lot, but I think the field watch is better executed within the parameters of a field watch. Mm-hmm. The dive watch is killer, and it's very well executed. I don't know what they could have done better. Mm. But I'm there. There's there's just a little there's just a little something that I'm that I'm wanting when I want it, and I love it, and I would wear it every day. But there's just a little something. But when I put on the field watch, I was like, yeah. "This is it." It just it it fused to my body, and <laughs> and you had to ketamine me to to get it off. You know that dial the dial mm. on the field watch it's, is really really good, but it's not super traditional in the way of a field watch. Totally not. It has it. It's an it's innovated the field watch. It's taken this super traditional idea, and that's why I talked about this earlier, is it's taken this 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 legacy of a field watch and said, we believe in all these principles, but this is what a field watch needs to be today. This is the technology we have to accomplish what you wanted to do a hundred years ago. So we're gonna we're gonna take all that and all this knowledge and all this technology and we're gonna do what you wanted to do a hundred years ago. And here it is. And oh by the way, it's fucking perfect. It's perfect. It's amazing. And this is our second place watch, people. You know what my very favorite thing about the the Sector Series is? I don't. Do you, would, do you want me to tell you? Please. 150 meters of water resistance. Yeah, right, come on. That's it. And I'll tell you, I think that that number is... I think they lowballed. I'm sure they lowballed it. And it doesn't matter. I think that it's really sort of... I, I don't want to use the word courageous because it sounds a little stupid here. But I think that it's them probably thumbing their nose a little bit at the industry standards oh of incrementally like 30 50 100 200 you, you know we we we'd have done the same thing a little bit with our objective standards right 
in that we say 110 meters of water resistance is a perfect score. 110 meters. There's no watches that exist that I know of that have 110 meters of water resistance. But but if you oil modded an F91, you have 110? Maybe. Maybe. There's no more watches marketed at having 110. So that number, I think to some people, feels a little bit arbitrary. It is, but it's scientific and it's proven. Right. <laughs> but it's more than that, right? It's meaningful in the way that 100 meters is good enough. With a screw-down crown, 100 meters is good enough for everything. That's diminishing return, yeah. 11, 110, it's just a little bit more. This is like, now you've got your belt and your suspenders. If there was a watch that came out with 110 meters of water resistance, I would buy the fuck out of it. And if it had a screw-down crown, I would, I'd, I'd offer to buy the company. If it was 110 and didn't have a screw-down crown... I'd still buy it. I would not. That's I'd bullshit. buy it just for the insult. <laughs> like, hey, this is our joke. Right. This is our joke. I wear it. I, I, as, I'm, wore, as I'm pointing at it. I like your watch. I wore yeah. that same watch today. I, I haven't taken this off. I haven't worn it to work. But He's wearing it. I've got a got an EMG Nemo on, EMG on the Nemo. wrist. I, I also wore the EMG Nemo today. Yeah. Mine looks a little different. Just slightly. It's green. And it's, and it's a right-hand drive. Yeah, it's upside down. Not a field watch. No, no. Although, not far off. What, you know, I think, I think if, you, if you give this a 12-hour bezel and put numerals on the, on the dial, I think this becomes a field watch. Yeah, it's, it's not too far off. I mean, but, right? Because what are we talking about here? Yeah, we're talking about sizing, talking about water resistance, we're talking about loom, but you got to have a t- at least markers, like numeral markers, I think. You need at least four of them. Right. <laughs> And probably a 24-hour ring. So, no dissector field. Yeah. Wonderful. NH35 movement. So, it, mm-hmm. it loses a point or two on movement, uh, at, at least for me. You know, so I, I have sort of like standard points when I rate movements. And we rate these separately, guys. We don't we, do. we don't give everything the same points. For me, a standard 7S26 is a six-point movement. An NH35 is a seven-point movement. A 9039 slash 9015 is an eight-point movement, which leaves a lot of room for better movements with not a lot of extra points. Yeah. I rate mine based on the type and the style of watch we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, you you want to you match your movement yeah. to the watch. So my best scoring movement today was in the... Um, the Citizen, BMW, yeah, the, the Eco Drive, the eighty one eighty, yeah, know? the eighty one eighty Eco Drive got an eight today, because from, an Eco Drive in a field watch is sort of the perfect movement. There's room for improvement, but it, I don't know where it is. I don't think there's you're going to get a ten in movement for me, unless you drop like a sub five hundred tourbillon, <laughs> and then you're going to get a ten just because you're like, wow, that's cool. How'd you do that? Right, you've got Geneva striping yeah. on your tourbillon. Like, does it work? <laughs> but so that's that's kind of how I take it. I, I match sure. the movement type, and you know, with a dive watch, what I'm looking for is a durable movement, and th- then it, I kind of tend towards your scale of like, okay, the type of movement. The, it, it's a sliding scale on the quality of movement, the, yeah. the price of the movement. In, in this for, context, I rank a I rank an Eco Drive at the same level in this context because I do mm-hmm. a little bit the same thing. Um, but I rank an Eco Drive at the same level as an NH35. Okay. Yeah. I can buy that. So that's an that's a seven point movement in eco drive. Okay, I'll accept it because I don't love that movement. But for this, for a field watch, it works really well. It's it. I mean, I, I think, and I think I tended towards higher scores for quartz and solar and eco drives for a field watch application. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though if it's a field watch and you're wearing it as a field watch, you're going to be wearing the motherfucker. So that that it's kind of a moot point. But I don't know. Maybe you're. Maybe you're in a coma or you're dead on the hillside. I just think it'd be really cool like if you were uh, Jeremiah Johnson and they go to pull your shotgun and they also find your watch that's still ticking away. I love that Robert Redford gif, uh, the Jeremiah Johnson, where he just sort of like eyeballing the camera and then just a little nod. And if you guys haven't watched Jeremiah Johnson, please do. Uh, so so before, wait, wait, oh. before we move on, I'd okay. like to just say. Notice paid us a lot. Notice pays us. Yeah. To be in second place. Right. So imagine how much our first place winner pays. They, they don't know this yet, but we've drafted up the contract. Yeah. We're going to ship it to them. Uh, 
notice I noticed on the website today that they have released their the outlines, their the stick diagrams of their dress or their sport watch yep. and their pilot watch for the sector series. I saw that today too and I was looking at their website and I was I was pretty set on buying the sector field when it comes back in like the next month or two. And I saw those. I was like, oh fuck. Oh god damn it. I might have to buy all of them. I think that's the solution here is that I just buy one of each. Right. Yeah, I mean you could do a lot worse. Yeah. I mean I'll I, I don't know if I'd be allowed to sleep inside for like maybe ever. But who needs a bed? Right. <laughs> I'm pretty pumped about the bezel on the pilot watch. Yes. It looks to me like sort of a an old style um like an old style, not fluted. I don't know what you call that texture, but the the wrap around coin edge. Yeah, like kind of knurled. Yeah, well, like, like an IWC yeah. or. I I thought I was gonna be most excited about the the dress sport. Yeah. Nah, the pilot watch got me. Yeah. Got me like a little bit like a at like a seven o'clock. We'll have to hit those guys up. Uh, we'll have to hit those guys up and see if they'll sneak us some sneak us some pictures on yeah. friend EA. On what? A friend EA, it's like a non-disclosure agreement, but but instead of being oh. legal, it's just amongst friends. I thought that was like a new social media platform that I was unaware of. Right. I was like, God damn, <laughs> you're no. older than me, and how old am I? Like, we're, we're under friend EA. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like Nick Harris sometimes sends me pictures, but he always says, this is subject to friend EA. Friend to DA. I thought you were saying friend EA. Friend DA. Yeah. I'll enunciate NDA. Okay. Okay. Enunciate your fucking words. Now I'm with you. Now now I understand. Like as I, as I drink more beer than everything. Everything just gets more and more French. I know. So shall we, shall we go into the, to the, to the grand finale? Whatever you want to do, Andrew. Because you know what? It's your show. We are going to do what I want to do. And you know why? I'm the boss here. Everyone thinks that Everett's like this big mastermind. And in reality, he does everything. I just show up and drink beer. Which makes but him the boss. But that makes me boss. the boss. That's what bosses do. They show up and they say, no, I don't like that. And you go, well, that's six months of my life. And they go, well, I don't like it. And then they walk away. <laughs> and they're like, well, I guess I've got another six months to look forward to. So this is a watch that I don't know. I feel like we've talked about it recently and I can't mm-hmm. tell. I don't remember if we've talked about it on the show or if we've just talked about it. It is the Traska Summiteer. Mm-hmm. And it is the reason... It's the best field watch under five hundred and one dollars. Mm-hmm. It's five hundred dollars, which is unusual pricing. Usually, people, usually companies and brands, drop that dollar. Like, no, 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 you're not paying five hundred money, four hundred ninety nine money. That's the easier pill to swallow. Yeah, they said no, fuck it, because then it's four hundred and change. Yeah, we're just gonna make it. We're just gonna round this out, and they have a five hundred dollar watch, which I think is impressive because I don't know of any five hundred dollar on the dot watches. I mean, I think it exists. They exist, but not. But there's there are not many. You know, there is this old anachronistic, perhaps anachronistic pricing methodology that says there's a mental effect to seeing a lower number in that first place. And I think that we've been programmed to get past that because our whole lives, everything's been 199, 299. Mm -hmm. And we know now, our generation certainly doesn't that doesn't work for however i will say this in favor of 99 x 99 pricing i cannot go to my wife with a watch that's 500 dollars market and say it's 400 and change right if it was 499 but that's because we perpetually lie about the price of a watch. A $195 watch, oh, it's, you know, $100 and change. It's that's not fucking change. It's 100 and change, right? I could say, she's like, how much is it? Well, that's 400 something. That's eh, like 400, 400 something. If it's 500, I can no longer say that. Because you've been lying for so long that if you were to say it's $500, <laughs> she'd say, and what? Like, no, and none. 500 and none. Well, the point is, the point is, I can't say 400. I have to say no, 500. No, you're, you're right. I get that. But you've been paying 229 and 9 tenths of a cent at the pumps. You're accusing me of lying, and I'm telling you I told the truth, which you, is what yeah. makes this bad. <laughs> I'm honest, which is what makes no, this pricing doing, model. I, but I, I do the same thing. i like, oh, it's, you know, it's 300 and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 300 I mean, if it's ninety three hundred ninety nine and ninety seven cents, it's four hundred fucking bucks. Yeah. And when the when the 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 bank transaction 
hits. And she looks at it. She goes, you said it was 300 and something. I was like, well, it was 99 and 97 somethings. I said 300 and something. That's how much, how how much is the charge? Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's heartache on the front end. So fix your shit, Traska. However, charge me $499.94 like an American. We should at some point talk about this watch. We should talk about this watch because Traska's doing some super cool, indestructible, neon titanium shit. And I dig it. It's not titanium, it's just steel. It's yeah, like it's, they're it's, hardened it's steel. It's super hardened steel. They do some DLC oh, you said coating. Nyan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I said nylon titanium. They do some they do unscratchable, which I, I don't I don't like I don't believe that because I I feel like I can do it. But if they're marketing something as unscratchable, they've put it to the test. They've thrown their shit at people. Well, and I'll tell you, sometimes you see stuff like this and you go to watch you seek, and it's people say, Oh, it's garbage. Not so. With Traska's mm-hmm. hardened coating, when you go to watch you seek and you read about it, because neither one of us have actual experience with this, but my Not good yet. friend Pete, chilling with watches, check out his YouTube channel if you hasn't. If you hasn't, have you? You have eaten? What's happening to you? I don't know. It's falling apart, man. Oh, whatever. It's America. <laughs> it was a long weekend. We're in your basement, man. And then you and then you brought me cryostash. Yeah. Uh, so chilling with watches. Although he writes chillin' wit watches, but he says he can't bring himself to say wit. He says wit. Uh, That's reasonable yeah, when yeah. you see him. Right. Fantastic YouTube channel. Uh, I do recommend you check it out. But he has one of these, and he attests to the coding. And and furthermore, when you go to watches, see, can you read about this? People are like, yeah, it's actually awesome. Which is strange for a $500 watch. You yeah. feel like people on watches seek like to shit on things. Yeah. Like as a habit. Like, yeah. that's their job. I'm on Watch You Seek. I'm going to shit on things. That I know nothing about. <laughs> and not so with this watch. I'm going to say, well, I would pay like, I don't know, $84 for that watch. It's not worth any more than 28 bucks. No. It's a $50 watch. Yeah. But because it's got an indestructible coating, people are down with the $500 price tag. I really like the Freediver. Mm-hmm. I almost pulled the trigger on one many a time. Mm-hmm. And then... I told my wife it was 400 and something, and she's like, yeah, the fuck you will. <laughs> I think of the modern watches that we've talked about, because this is modern, right? It's not... Yep. This is the best blend of traditional and modern styling, right? It's certainly modern. Yep. But it's also very traditional. Uh, it's got a fantastic case profile, well, a traditional funny. case profile. Um, it's got a... 20 to 16 millimeter bra- tapering bracelet. 20 to 16. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have any stupid fold over claspy thingies. It's just got a fantastic side push button release clasp, a 16 millimeter clasp with plenty of micro adjustments. Nine. Female end links, solid female end links, great movement, BGW9, 100 meters of water resistance, screw down crown. Give it to me. Signed rotor. I mean, just the little details. I'm tenting my I'm tenting my running shorts, dude. I'm at an eleven. <laughs> and they do though. They do the uh, um, not Geneva striping. The the circles. The 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 sexy circles. Perlage mm-hmm. on the clasp. Is this the greatest five hundred dollar watch on the face of the earth? Perhaps we need to get one to see. Yeah, but perhaps. You need to reach out to John. I, I, the nothing about it gives me pause because when you look at all the all the the little details that you can tell that they've got right that they've put the thought into, mm-hmm. you know they didn't overlook any of the stuff. You're like, well, what the what the fuck? Why would they do that? But it is, as you said, an interpretation, a modernization mm-hmm. of the field watch. It doesn't have the full twelve twenty four hour ring, mm-hmm. but it's very explorer esque field watch. It's the field watch of, of today, of the modern era, if you will, because this thing looks fucking money. When I think it's hard to find things to object to, you know, mm-hmm. you may object to the dial, right? The dial's sort of not quite a sector, but and and maybe not quite a sandwich either. Um, it's unique, so maybe you don't love the dial. I don't know. The handset, pretty unobjectionable. Maybe people could object to the logo, like to so much logo. At the top? Yeah. Like, does it really need to say automatic up there? Yeah. I don't know. But I don't think... I mean, I don't object to it. I love the crown. I really like the blue. That could be my first blue... I know it's not my first blue watch, but it could be among my first blue watches. So did we solve it? 
Yeah, I mean, this is it. I think this is the objectively best. And what's interesting is that we came to this agreement unanimously. Mm-hmm. So the um, the foundation for objective watch ratings has ruled unanimously that this is the best field watch under $501. Yes. Uh, no way I'm calling that show that. We'll yeah. see what happens. I mean, I won't publish it if you don't. <laughs> You don't publish it. I publish. I'll, it. I'll recant. Okay, fair enough. Um, but I think this is it. I, I, I don't know if it's an extraordinary watch, but it checks all the boxes that we need it to check for a field watch. Well, and I think that's the thing about field watches. You, you sort of don't want it to be extraordinary. Yeah. You want it to be. You want it to do the things that it does really well. And I think it does all the things. I think it looked really good on leather. I think it looked really good on rubber. I think it looked really good on suede. It obviously looks great on a bracelet. I bet it would look good on snakeskin. Perhaps. <laughs> That's it. Forever and ever, amen. Until we revisit this episode in probably about seven months. Love it or leave it. Other things, Andrew, go. So, we're going on. <laughs> you forgot. I could tell. I looked at your face. And yeah, you... <laughs> I totally forgot. I was like, what are you talking about? I remember what I was going to do. So, I... Uh, we're going on a on a short vacation to northern Washington up a, on the south. A vacay. Yeah, a little vacay. Because uh, we just need to get away and spend some time together as a family and um, just chill. So we're going up to a cabin, and we uh, intend to spend some time adjacent to a lake. Mm-hmm. So we needed a pop-up tent canopy. Mm-hmm. And I went to the Walmart, and I was like, hey, Walmart's got everything. They're going to have a cheap one here. Because if you look on Amazon, they're like 150 bucks. I'm like, no, I'm going to use this maybe once. I don't need to spend 150 bucks. I'm going to go I'm gonna go to the Walmart. I go to Walmart. They have one for 40 money. I'm like, oh, great. And I buy it. And I go home. And I take it in my backyard. And it's the Ozark Trail. It's the Walmart special brand, right? I take it in my backyard. And I go to set it up. And everyone knows what I'm talking about when I say the pop-up shade tent canopies, right? They're like the collapsible frame. You pull on opposite corners and it pops White up. White legs, little tent. holes yep. and pegs. Yep. And, yes. and it pops up and you're like, great. They blow around in the wind. It's this fucking catastrophe. But we need one because we have little kids. Yeah. So I go to start setting it up. And I get my wife to hold a corner. And mm-hmm. I start, you know, just opening up the frame. And I hear a pop. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. It's just the the it's just the metal flexing as it's like opening for the first time. It's not a big deal, <laughs> and it gets stuck. And I'm like, so I go to a different corner and we swap corners and I start pulling again. And this is not like pulling yanking. This is pulling like with less force than you would open a closet door. Mm-hmm. And I hear another pop. I'm like, this is fucking weird. What's happening? Mm-hmm. And we switch corners again. And by now we're on the original corners, just on opposite sides. And I keep like we keep pulling and it's not working and I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to actuate the sliding like tube on the other tube and I hear another pop and I'm like what in the name of God is happening and I look under and there are four flimsy little pieces of arm frame dangling beneath yes just erecting this tent broke the frame in four places mm-hmm. so I like go into rampage mode and. Sam's like, do you need help? And I'm like, fucking no, I don't need help. Get out of here. Go away. And and Mark is five, so he doesn't understand the concept of not fucking talking. And he's outside mm-hmm. riding his bike, and he's just being five. He's being super sweet. Mm-hmm. Can I help? I'm like, no, the, the only way you can help me is by being quiet. Like, by being so quiet, I don't even know you're there. If you, it, Can I stop? Can yeah. I stop? Because I want to talk to these guys for a second. If you don't understand this rage... Maybe you don't have kids, and if so, that's fine. If you don't understand this rage, you definitely don't have kids. Yeah, yes. If you don't understand this rage, if this story doesn't connect with you immediately at a deep level, you don't have kids. Yeah. Right? And you'll get it when you have kids. You'll think back on this the next time you rage, like the first time you rage on your five-year-old for being hella sweet. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and he just goes silently back to riding his bike on the patio and i'm just i'm at this point i'm like whatever it's fucking broken i'm just throwing these things around and thrashing it trying to squish it back together and he goes hey daddy look what i saw and i was like go inside go to timeout i told you one thing (laughs) and he's so sweet he's like okay and he he climbs off his bike 
takes his helmet off. He hangs his helmet on his handlebars. And he just, like, sadly goes inside trying to contemplate, like, why he's going to timeout yes. while I'm rampaging on this spider web of frame. And I finally get it all smashed together. And I get it thrown back in the bag. And I'm like, and it's hot last night. It's probably, and, and hot for me is not hot for most people, but like north of 80 degrees for me, mm. just being outside puts me into a rage. So I got north of 80 degrees. I've got this really sweet five-year-old and some shit that's broken for no reason. I finally get it packed up and I go inside. He's like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, no, nah, dude, I'm sorry. Right. So let, let me check myself. We'll leave the family dynamic bits and the recovery from that <laughs> and the extra marshmallows and shit. You know, we'll leave that for, for another day. I take it back to Walmart and I go to return it. And the lady goes, is there anything wrong with it? And I was like, everything is wrong with it. <laughs> I followed the instructions to set it up and it broke in four places. Yes, and it's she, wrong. And she goes, oh, that's weird. And I was like, it doesn't seem weird. This thing should, like, just materials alone should cost more, more than $40. I'm pretty confident I could scrap it for more than it's worth. <laughs> so I go and I buy the Ozark Trail... 10 by 10. Mm-hmm. It's like $130. Yeah, yeah. And I set it up. It's flawless. It's great. It's been set up in my backyard. I staked it down. It's great. So lesson learned, as if I needed to learn it again from the Walmart special, buy tier three. Because tier three is actually most brands tier one. Yeah. But it's yeah. great. It's set up. It's got plenty of shade. It works. It's easy to put up and down. It fits back into its container. Don't buy the $40 one. Because if you do, you're going to take it. it back. Just don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. Avoid it. Don't. Like, and I knew better. I'm a buy nice, not twice person. Yeah, you say cry once. Yeah, no. I Every time you, every time I'm like, what should I do? You're like, cry once. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't know. I just figured I was only going to use it once. Yeah. There's no reason to cry once and then put it away forever. Can I, uh, can I give you a, an additional uh, piece of advice about your, about your lake trip? Yeah. Bring extra deet. Oh, extra deet, extra sunblock. Because here's the thing. When I go places with people, they don't get mosquito bites. It's fucking miserable. The only good thing about my biology is I'm not tall. Nope. I'm balding. Mm-hmm. I sunburn super easy. Yes. Like I have, there's, I have nothing going for me. Yes, that's true. I don't react to poison oak. Oh, really? So I, 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 I have never had poison oak and you know me. Yeah. I should have had poison We've oak. We've been in a lot of the same places together even. And I've never gotten it. And so I have a theory that I've got an immunity, but I'm not willing. I, yeah. I sort of want to. I sort of want to try to infect myself I, to see. I'm not willing to test it because everyone I've talked to who's been like, "Oh yeah, I was immune until I wasn't," and mm-hmm. then I was in the ER for 14 days. <laughs> right. Right. Like I know a guy who was immune and into like into his 40s, and he had this patch of it growing in the back 40 of his. He house. just ripped it out. He just barehanded out there, ripping it out, and he got it. He got it bad. It got a blood infection. Like, it got into mm. his blood. It used him as a super highway. And he he has scarring from his wrist to his shoulder on one arm Jeez. that looks like broken uh, uh, tempered glass. Jeez. Just because of how much his arm swole up and, like, yeah. st- stretched and shattered. And, it all, I mean, he almost died. He was in the ICU for a month. Um, so... With that story, I'm not inclined to test the theory, mm-hmm. but I've been in poison oak. I've like been laying in a patch of it and been like, oh, I'm in poison oak. This is not bueno. Mm-hmm. I've crashed through it fishing. I've crashed through it hunting. I'm like, oh, I'm in poison oak. This is not bueno. I've never tech nude and I've never gotten it. Yeah. So I've got another thing. Do me. I've actually, this is, I was like, Andrew, I've got so many other things. Of all the other things. And so the, the, I'm just going to do one. The reason I have other things is because I, in the last month, have been kidding up. For our backpacking trip. And then having kitted up, I finally started to use stuff. I won't bore you. I won't bore you. So Brodinky kind of made us a dig at uh at the Graynado this week. And I thought it was funny. It was funny. It was a good dig. Uh, but we we won't turn we're not gonna turn into an outdoor enthusiast show here. No, because we're indoor enthusiasts. Most <laughs> of our other things are Netflix, all of our other things are booze. With that said. I have a whole garage full of relatively new backpacking gear. Relatively new. I, I went used on a lot of stuff. I borrowed a lot of stuff. Um, but there are a few items that I purchased new. Uh, and, and, you know, it it's hard to buy backpacking stuff. It's hard to know what's right because REI, I think, is a, is a racket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, the, the reviewers is a couple of like sort of good aggregator sites. Um, but you can tell they're also sort of heavily influenced by partnerships, partnerships and what's selling money, uh, what what's selling, what, what's selling and making them money. Mm-hmm. I looked for a cook set. I needed a cook set. I needed a simple two person pot and I wanted something with an integrated nesting plate bowl system, you know, so I could stuff everything into a single pot, have my entire cook set in a single small package. And I settled on a kit from GSI Outdoor, and it's the Pinnacle Dualist. And if I remember right, it's a one point, it says it right here, it's a 1.8 liter pot, which is perfect for two people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can put a, th- you can put a liter in there and it it's perfect, right? It's got sort of a heat exchange baffle system on it. It's a hard anodized aluminum with an anodized Teflon coating. I don't know exactly how that works. They say you can use metal in it. I won't because I want it to last. Uh, It's got this great sort of collapsible squeeze handle system. You know, the handle sort Mm -hmm. of acts like a lid. It's got a nylon uh strainer lid it's got four bowls really it says two coffee cups and four bowls or two coffee cups and two bowls but the <laughs> the coffee cups, coffee cups is are, it in here or is it just the box yeah it's uh no it's not in there no i was like this it's, is too oh, light this oh, is this is not titanium i'll show it to you later it's i not, just wanted to look at the difference between a coffee cup and a bowl they is it are a handle exactly the same shape no handle no nothing they're oh. exactly the same the coffee cups have like foam trivets on them Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it's it was wonderful. It was wonderful. It comes with some sporks, some collapsible sporks. Uh, and I just the second I got it out, I was like, "Yep, this is going to be mm. awesome." Uh, I think this technology has come a long way. It boiled, I think, three and a half minutes. Uh, and you're on an MSR liquid fuel stove. Yeah, I was using a Whisper Light, uh, an old Whisper Light International white fuel stove. Uh, three and a half minutes, I boiled a liter of water, which is fast. Yeah. That's jet boil fast. Yeah, it is. Um, fantastic. Totally, totally fantastic. And I think, you know, of all the things that I sort of bought, this is the one where I'm like, yep, uh, I'd recommend this to other people. You know, because sleeping pads, there's like 10 of them. If you buy any of the 10 that people talk about, you're probably going to be happy and comfortable. Um you know, pillows, sleeping bags, tents. Buy the one that's going to work for you. But some of this stuff, like, it's really hard to find good cook set information. I think that this one's great. Uh, you know, there's probably other ones that are good. MSR <laughs> makes some good ones. MSR makes some really good. I was really surprised it didn't go jet boil. Just because I, of the integrated, It's it's got the vessel integrated. So, you know, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you've probably guessed I'm a bit of a hippie. I didn't want canisters. I did not want canisters. I wanted to be able to fill a reusable bottle from a giant bottle of white gas. Okay. I'm totally cool with throwing that kind of shit in a landfill. <laughs> and so that's the trade-off, right? Canisters are super convenient, super easy. I wanted to be able to have they, a reusable And they also bottle. are not as inclined to leaking. Well, that's true. You, you know, the MSR bottles are really good, right? So you fill them up. They're not going to leak uh, as long as you... As Bump. long as you... Don't get a piece of 550 cord stuck in the threads, which I did once. Yeah. Um, I cut that piece of 550 cord back a little bit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Solved that problem. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, you've it, it's it's a trade-off, but it's one I'm willing to do because I mm-hmm. really don't like the idea of throwing canisters away. I just leave them in the woods. <laughs> and, not, and then it's not in the landfill. Problem solved. Right. Uh, I don't leave them in the woods. Just to be really clear about that, I feel like some people would take that seriously. One of the groups that we were with mentioned... Uh, the the bad bad etiquette of of leaving our toilet paper in the poop hole. And I was like, it's fucking toilet paper. I'm leaving the toilet paper in the poop hole. Toilet paper biodegrades on my butthole. <laughs> it's go- it's gone by tonight. <laughs> yeah, the, I was like, oh, you're supposed to pack it out. You know, low impact and leave no trace. And no, you're gonna see the mound where I dug my cat hole. <laughs> like, bro, I just dropped a gallon and a half of poop. Yeah, the toilet paper is not going to make. You know, one of the best camping uh, appliances that I've ever bought, and I don't take it backpacking, obviously. But uh, when I when I go to elk camp, we typically spend, we try to hunt like ten to fourteen days out there, and we have a base camp. And at base camp, we have um, 
like we, we've got like a good setup it's everything but the trailer yeah right like we don't have a generator out there but we've got all kinds of propane we've got you know, burners and heaters and sure. a big big shade canopy all tarped in and, and like, a, like a like a chimney in your tent no i mean we use just tents out there but we've got like our little little hidey hole that's all nice and warm um, but for it, I bought a collapsible camping toilet. It's just like this little tripod with a toilet seat on top of it. That changed my life. Do you have one of the tents? Like no, I didn't get the... that because it gets so hot. Because we're at super high elevation. So yeah. it's either super hot or super cold. There is no there is no nice day out there. It's fucking miserable every day. <laughs> have we ever talked about pooping in NTC? Yeah, at the Shitcanos in the 10,000 degree porter potties. And if there's not a porter potty, it's the 10,000 degree black tent. Yeah, no, it's not a porta potty. You have those. You have yeah. those those boom tents. Oh yeah, right? when you're using wag bags. So pre wag bag NTC, there was shit cano porta potty banks out there that were like it was like six inches of poop rising from the seat that you so had to like squatty potty over we're, it. We're using a lot of code words. We're using a lot of code words. NTC is the National Training Center. NTC is located at Fort Irwin. Fort Hell Irwin is the Mojave Desert. In the Mojave Desert, it is adjacent to Death Valley. Yeah. So not quite as hot as Death Valley, but very, very close. But it's a very hot neighbor. Death yeah. Valley was 128 degrees this week. Fuck me. <laughs> so when you go to NTC in August, it's very hot. It is 115 degree days on average. Uh, and when you poop, everything's co-wet now, right? There's no units. There's no single unit in the army that is not co-ed, right? So there's no pooping out in the field, right? You've got to poop in it. We, we call them wag bags, which is essentially just a bag with... There's a... It's an actual... It's an acronym for something. I don't remember what it is, but it's basically just a bag you poop in. Yes. To poop that, bag. That's right. But you can't just poop in the bag. You've got to be in the tent. Yeah. And the tent is like a, a closet-sized thing you get in. It's 150 it's degrees. black plastic. The tent is black plastic, and you get in this thing, and it is like 160 degrees. You... Zip it up and you're instantly soaked from sweat. Yeah. It's terrible. But so, talk to you guys next week. Yeah. So anyway, the tripod toilet, they're very inexpensive at Cabela's. They change your outdoor pooping life. You're welcome. You're welcome. That song is always in my head when I hear right. word, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Andrew, do you got anything to add? You know, I don't. I, we, we, I think we, I've added enough. You, you, almost certainly. A lot of poop talk today. No talk. apologies. You're welcome. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, it's always a pleasure. I think that we've come to the solution of the of the best sub five hundred and one dollar field watch, and I feel good about it. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> thank you for joining us for this episode of Forty and Twenty, the Watch Clicker Podcast. Check us out on Instagram at Forty and Twenty or at Watch Clicker. Check us out on the website WatchClicker.com. You can check out every single episode of Forty and Twenty ever recorded, ever literally ever recorded if you want to support us patreon.com slash 40 and 20 really it helps any single dollar per month is a fantastic help for all of our hosting and our hardware needs don't forget to tune back in next thursday for another hour of watches food drinks life and other things we like bye-bye <laughs>